0: Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations.
1: Well, good morning everyone in the United States and around the world. Uh, in some parts of the world I know is not morning. Shalom, peace. My name is Kennard Levy or Levi Brown. I am your host for the Merciful Service of God, Biblical Instructional Programme. I have cut this program down to 30 minutes. I'm going to see how 30 minutes works uh for those who are used to listening to me. I know that uh you have listened to me for an hour, maybe a couple of hours. Uh we're going to try 30 minutes and and see how this goes. I will talk about some world events. This program is about fellowship. What is fellowship? Uh some people think fellowship is just getting together during uh Shabbat or for those who still keep Sunday as the Lord's Day, uh, and just a social club, basically, and, and to and to uh, just talk about God and go home. Um, but what does the Bible say, basically, fellowship is all about? That's what we're going to get into today. But first, um, and we're going to check world news here to see if there's any significant thing going on or things going on in the world right now. I'm going to go to watch.org. Dot com okay. As soon as I go to Cornix International News website is www.watch.org. dot WATCH dot org. It says Netanyahu Rauni reveals true faith sooner than expected. It says Prime Minister says, although there's a new president, Iranian regime's intentions remain the same, tells world to awake from his um just to awake. That's what is that's what he's saying here. Um Out of his cave, Nasrallah in vicious public address calls for the destruction of Israel. So this is um, in his first public appearance in almost a year. Hezbollah leader says no Arab leader has a right to relinquish any part of Palestine from the river to the sea. So here we go again with all these boasts, uh, all this boasting and, and claims that they own the land and, and so forth, and they don't. And um, Bible prophecy reveals that uh, they will have to answer to God in reference to that, um, they can think all they want that um, they're going to be able to own that land, but uh, that's not going to happen. Now there's a psalm, there's a prophetic psalm, Psalm 83. Turn there with me, please, in the King James Version, Psalm 83. Uh, This is a a psalm of ASAP. Keep not thou silence, O God, hold not thy peace, and be not still, O God. Verse 2, for though, or lo, thy enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people, and consulted against thy hidden ones. Which is, uh, of course, referring to um, the people of God, which the Jews are certainly a part of. Verse 4, they have said, come, and let us cut them off from being a nation. That the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance but they have consulted together with one consent. They are Confederate against the, and then it lists the, the nations. Uh, the, many of them are located in the Middle East, the, the tabernacles of Edom, Ishmaelites, of Moab and the Hagranines, Gebel the Amman, which is Jordan, Hamelech, uh, which is the Palestinians today, the Philistines with the inhabitants entire. Tyre, Asher, which uh, today is in the area of Iraq, is also joined with them. They have hope the children of Lot, Selah, pause, and, uh, or think about that. That's what it means in Hebrew. And this is important to to think about this because this is a prophecy. Uh, it was a prophecy back then. as a prophecy today. And this tells you uh, that God knows what's going on here. <laughs> and and uh, he, what he says here, and this is what I, I feel sorry for the Arabs because uh, Psalm 83, verse 13 says, Oh, my God, make them like a wheel as a stubble before the wind. Verse Fourteen as the fire burns a wood, and as the flame set of the mountains on fire, so persecute them with thy tempest, which is a weather disturbance, and make them afraid with thy storm, fill their faces with shame that they may seek thy name, O Lord, let them be confounded in trouble forever that and let them be put to shame and perish, that men may know that you, whose name alone is Jehovah or Yahweh, O Yehovah. Are the most high over all the earth So God knows what's going on And the Arabs can talk all they want But uh, it's just not going to happen The way they envision it ladies and gentlemen They will be conquered And those who oppose Who don't want to repent And worship the true God Will be alienated, uh, alienated Or destroyed Annihilated That's what I was trying to say My tongue is <laughs> I have a tongue twister So they will be annihilated or destroyed, according to Psalm 83, if um, some of the Arabs don't repent, which some will. That's the good news. So anyway, that's the world news there as far as national or worldwide news. Locally or nationally here, let me go to a website that I love to go to. It is the economic collapse website and I recommend everyone study this website. It's a good website to study. The economic collapse blog dot com. The economic collapse blog dot com. Uh, the first page of this website. Yeah, I just got through giving some people some money, uh actually one individual, um and I just see a picture of a um a man with a beard and a cap on and I'm just seeing this picture on the website. It says homeless Bill Needs Rich Woman. It says, If you think needs <laughs> <a> rich woman, <laughs> if you think the employment numbers are good, then you really need to read this article. I'm just gonna read it here. Says, do you actually believe that the employment numbers are getting better? Do you b- actually believe that there is a bright future ahead for American workers? If so, then you really need to read this article. The truth is that we are in the midst of the worst employment crisis since the Great Depression. Let me underscore that. I guess a very important statement that you need to understand and need to remember. It says the truth is that we are in the midst or in the middle of the worst employment crisis since the Great Depression, and there has been absolutely no employment recovery. That is so true. In fact, the percentage of working-age Americans that are employed is just about exactly where it was during the darkest days of the last recession. But the mainstream media is not telling you this. The mainstream media is instead focusing on the fact that the official unemployment rate declined from 7.6 in June to seven point four percent in july that sounds like great news but when you take a deeper look at the employment numbers some very disturbing trends emerge i'm going to continue to read this article because i feel it's very important for you to know uh, the truth because uh... cnn is not going to tell you the truth uh, these other media outlets are not going to tell you the truth about the economy over the past several years almost the entire decline in the unemployment rate can be accounted for by people leaving their workforce The unemployment rate has not been going down because people are actually getting jobs. Rather, the unemployment rate has been going down because the government has been pretending that millions upon millions of American workers simply do not want jobs anymore. This is extremely misleading. We are being told that 162,000 jobs were created in July. Okay, so that is just barely enough to keep up with population growth. And most of the jobs that were created last month were part-time jobs. Let me underscore that again. Most of the jobs that were created last month were part-time jobs. Meanwhile, the job numbers for the two previous months were both revised down. Will this month eventually be revised down, too? When it comes to measuring employment in the United States, I believe that a much more accurate measurement than the highly manipulated unemployment rate is the civilian employment population ratio. This ratio tells us what percentage of working-age Americans actually have a job. Just prior to the last recession, about 63% of all working-age Americans had a job. During the recession, that number plunged dramatically and ultimately fell below 59% and has stayed below 59% for 47 months in a row. This is the first time in a post-World War II era that the employment population ratio has not bounced back after recession. Again, let me underscore that again. This is the first time in the post-World War II era that the employment population ratio has not bounced back after a recession. So there has not been an employment recovery. Anyone that tells you that there has been an employment recovery is lying to you. Okay, so other things here that he says in the article, because this is a pretty long article here. This is a huge reason why the middle class is dying. You simply can't raise a family on a part-time income. He says, as I wrote about last month, the employment landscape in this country is fundamentally changing. At this point, the number one employer in the country is Walmart, and the number two employer in the country is a temp agency, Kelly Services. It says, our young adults are being hit particularly hard. According to Gallup, the percentage of working-age Americans under the age of 30 with a job fell from 47% in June 2012 to 43.6% in June 2013. When our young people get out of school and into the real world, they are finding that good jobs are few and far between. But unless our young people can find breadwinner jobs, those are jobs, of course, where you can support a family with, they are not going to be able to get married, buy homes, and raise families. A lot of young people are doing their best, but things are really tough out there right now. The lack of good jobs is the primary reason why families that have a head of household under the age of 30 have a poverty rate of 37%. A lot of young adults are coping with this employment crisis by moving back in with their parents. According to one study, 36% of all young adults in the 18 to 31 age bracket are currently living with their folks. Again, let me underscore that. According to one recent study, 36% of all young adults in the 18 to 31 age bracket are currently living with their folks. Are you starting to understand that our system is broken? So this is a good article, ladies and gentlemen. I encourage you to read not only this article, but other articles on this outstanding blog. It will really give you the true reason why the United States, or close to the true reason, of course the the real reason is because we just don't want to obey what God tells us. Uh, It reminds me of a prophecy in Hosea. Let's turn to Hosea chapter 4. Starting at verse 1, and a little disclaimer I have to say this each and every week because I'm sure I have some new people listening to me for the first time. When you see the word Israel in the Bible, it's not just referring to the Jews, it's also referring to um, the other tribes of Israel. Listen to Genesis chapter 49 the Jews are part of the tribe of Judah. If you go to this website, Year David's website, www.britam.org, again, that's www.britam.org, it will reveal to you that the United States, the British Commonwealth of Nations, the countries in Northwestern Europe, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, they are part of what the Bible calls Israel today, ladies and gentlemen. And... Anyone that believes that you're Yeshua Messiah, who is the king of Israel, if they believe that he is their Messiah, their Savior, also gets grafted into the commonwealth of Israel. That is Israel today. Anyway, Hosea 4, verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. For the Lord have a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, no mercy, or no knowledge of God in the land. That's the way he looks at us today, ladies and gentlemen. And he describes us in verse 2. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood toucheth blood. And then back down to verse 6, he states, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. Not uh, primarily, of course, biblical, but all knowledge that leads to truth. I will also reject thee. That you shall be no priest to me, seeing that you have forgotten the Torah, the instructions and doctrines of God, which is translated law in English in the King James Version. The law, thy God, I will also forget thy children. And that is is a prophecy that's being fulfilled as I'm speaking, ladies and gentlemen. So let's pray for our nation. Let's pray for the leaders of this world. Because in Jeremiah prophet to the nation jeremiah chapter 18 verse 7 he states the following i shall speak concerning a nation at what instance i shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up to pull down and destroy it verse 8 if that nation against whom i pronounce turn from their evil i will repent or change of the evil that i thought to do unto them so there still is hope that the the prophecies in the bible won't happen to a particular nation if that nation repents, if that leader of that nation repents. All right, let's go into the topic of this Bible study. What is fellowship? I think that's a good Bible study. So in the remaining 13 minutes, I'll describe what the Bible says fellowship is. I know many people have their ideas about what fellowship is. Let's find out what God states fellowship is. 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, Which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled. The word of life. The word of life. That's another name for the Messiah, ladies and gentlemen. He is the word of life. Verse 2. For that life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. Verse 3. Again, if he was with the Father, then we're talking about two separate beings, but that's not a Bible study. Verse 3. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us, colon, let's continue, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his son Jesus Christ. Now, this is a very significant scripture because I've been having people recently um, tell me that it's okay uh, to forsake fellowship one month after month and be by myself. Uh, even though I'm not sick or I'm not having other issues that would prevent me from fellowshiping, but it's okay for me to go be by myself with the Father. Well, what does the Scripture say here? 1 John 1, verse 3. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. Us, that's a lot of people, right? A group of people, colon. And truly, all right, now, now we're going to get into the fact when we all come together in fellowship, we believers, What is the true fellowship? It says, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So when we all come together, this scripture reveals that we're fellowshipping with the Father and with the Son. Now, if you're totally capable of fellowshipping, there's no issues that are justifiable that you can't fellowship, then this scripture is telling you you're not going to be fellowshipping with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Anyway, verse 4. Verse 4. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. He's saying that hey, when you you come together in fellowship, your joy will be complete. But if you don't fellowship with people, your joy is not going to be complete. Verse five. Then this is the message which we have heard of him and declaring to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Verse six. If we say that we have fellowship with him, and walk in darkness, we lie, and do not the truth. The truth is the Torah is the teachings and doctrines of God. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Yeshua, Messiah, his son, cleanses all from sin. But if we walk in the light, light is God. Light is the Messiah. You have to walk in the Messiah. And the way we walk in the Messiah is do what he did, ladies and gentlemen. That's in 1 John 2, verse 6, that we must Walk his walk. Let, let me um, turn there. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. 1 John 2, verse 6. He that says he abided in him, ought himself also to, also to walk, even as he walked. And, of course, Yeshua, the Word of God stated that the Father dwells in him. So if you don't walk with him, how are you going to be with the Father? How are you going to be with the Father? John 14, what does John 14, verse 6 say? John 14, verse 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes with the Father, but by me. You can't be with the Father without being with the Messiah and walking in his ways. The church of God is called the body of Christ. So you can't forsake the assembly and think that you are going to be with the Father. That's false doctrine. And I am commanded of Yah as a shepherd, a Torah teacher, to preach against false doctrine and expose those false doctrines. And that's what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, I can get persecuted. Yeah, but whenever you persecute a servant of God, then you need to understand that some bad things will happen to you. So I suggest that uh, when you know that a servant of God is speaking correctly, that you um, do not persecute them. In Ephesians 5, verse 1, God commands me or any Torah teacher or anyone, uh, Ephesians 5, verse 11, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. And then there's another um, translation here. Let me, uh, in the New American Standard Bible Version, actually exposes even a better translation of that word. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. Exposed them, okay? And I am commanded to expose these things. And, you know, I get persecuted for doing that, but so did the other prophets and other people that preached the prophets' message. They have been persecuted for exposing things like that. But I don't care. I'm going to preach the truth. And if people don't like it, they can listen to somebody else that's not preaching the truth. So you know that that's that's something that I, I really don't I'm not really concerned about uh, what people think, and uh, that's just the way it is with me. But let's let's examine the word fellowship here a little more in detail. First uh, John chapter one. What fellowship really means here? Uh, I'm using the uh, Complete Word Study Dictionary. It means participation, communion, fellowship. Uh, it also means uh distribution, collection of money in behalf of poor churches. So fellowship is not just a social party, ladies and gentlemen. Well it's not a social party. It's, it's it's a place of course socialized, but it's also an opportunity for you to give to the other members of uh the fellowship, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's what it's all about. Um in Acts chapter two, verse forty two, uh it it states this. Um, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. In verse 44, And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all as every man had need. So that's the way Yeshua... And the Father envisions fellowship, coming together and being willing to help one another on the Shabbat, on new moon days, um, on the rest of the holy days. That's in the Bible. new moon day is not a holy day, but it is a day to fellowship. So fellowship is very important for the people of God. And if you forsake that, yes, it is sin. Um uh, people had mocked me uh, saying, well, it, did I sin? Yes, you did sin. And if you, if you continue to sin, it is a salvation issue. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 3, six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Shabbat of rest, a holy convocation, not just a convocation, but a holy or set-apart convocation, all right? And that word convocation is mikrah, and it means being called out of public meeting. A rehearsal assembly, all right. So you assemble on the Shabbat. The Shabbat is a feast day, despite what some people are preaching incorrectly. And the rest of these days in uh, the chapter of Leviticus, chapter twenty-three, is also a feast day. Now, what did Jesus do? Okay. <laughs> well, in, in terms of the Sabbath. Luke 4, verse 16. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, custom in original Greek, uh, his manner. Okay? This is something he did on a consistent basis. It's like brushing your teeth. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue, where we get our the concept of our churches today, public buildings, and from the synagogue on the Shabbat day, and stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found in this place where it was written. So our Lord and Savior obeyed Leviticus chapter 23, verse 3. He did not sin. He kept all the commandments. And we are commanded to follow his example. He is the word of God. That makes him God, too. Ephesians 5, verse 1 commands us to do the following. Be ye therefore followers of God, who Word of God is God too, as their children. So if the Word of God attended and fellowship with people every Shabbat, then we must too. And if you don't do that, that is a sin, ladies and gentlemen. That is a sin, whether you like it or not. That's a sin. And if you don't repent of that, it is a salvation issue. James 4, verse 17. Therefore to him that knows to do good and does do it not, to him, it is sin. So if you do, if you understand that you need the fellowship, and you don't fellowship, ladies and gentlemen, it's a sin. It's a sin. What does sin do? James chapter 2, starting at verse 10. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, but yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Verse 11, for he says, do not commit adultery, and also do not kill. Now, if you... Uh, if you commit no adultery, and yet if you kill, you are becoming transgressor of the law. This one individual, well, she gave this, she gave that, or he gave this, he gave that. You gave this to me. But if you don't keep the other commandments to the best of your ability, you you have broken them all. So there's a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You can give all your goods to the poor, but if you don't have love, what is love? 2 John 1 verse 6 is walking in the commandments. If you don't keep the other commandments, but yet you just do that, Oh that's not gonna stop you from being thrown in a lake of fire okay so you, you you have to you have to keep all the commandments to the best you can't think and choose which ones you want to keep, and all oh, the rest oh, it's too hard for me to keep, and I'm not going to keep them You can't do that, first John chapter three verse four whosoever commits sin transgress also the law for sin is the transgression of the law, and what does sin ultimately cause, ladies and gentlemen. James chapter 2 verse 10 but whoever shall keep the already quoted that um, need to quote James 1 verse 15 states the following here then when lust has conceived it brings forth sin and sin when it is finished bring forth death so ladies and gentlemen I hope I explained the importance of fellowshipping I could have quoted more scriptures, but I'm still experimenting with a 30-minute format. I think I'm going to probably do 45 minutes. But anyway, that is fellowship, ladies and gentlemen. If uh, you need further instruction or more clarity about this, please email me at Kennard at MercifulServiceOfGod.com. And y'all willing, I'll be available for you next week. Shalom. Peace.
0: Malachi Chapter 4 For behold... The day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall and ye shall tread down the wicked. For they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children ...and the heart of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry,
1: we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.